This is your mother's. It's your mother's. It's your mother's. This is your mother's. This is your mother's. This is your mother's favorite podcast. Welcome to your mother's favorite podcast. Uh, this is definitely your mother's favorite podcast. This is hosted by me, Cody, and then I'm joined here with Logan. And today we looked at some topics you guys sent in, and you guys need to be writing those on the Facebook wall. Most most everybody's texting us. <laughs> anyway, uh, had a few different ones, so we chose to talk about conspiracy theories, uh, which I'm really excited for. Oh, everybody who knows me knows I always wear a tinfoil hat anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> conspiracies are kind of my thing. From uh, gay frogs to chemtrails all the way to uh, Marilyn Monroe and JFK. Don't say the SH place because we'll sue us. Shady Shoals? Yeah. No, yeah. that's SS. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to get started. I want Cody to mostly lead this one off because he knows a lot about conspiracy theories i love them but i only love a couple he's very uh in depth with them so go ahead you want me to you want me to start it off yes <clears throat> so what we did was we both picked a few conspiracy theories we wanted to cover whether or not we believe them or not we'll leave that one up in the air uh, i definitely don't fully support conspiracy theories i think nine times out of ten i mean it's a conspiracy right but these are two of my favorite of all time, and I went really vividly into detail with some of this, so I'm going to try to like dumb it down just a little bit, but I have like a full page. And I'm notes. also very excited because he has not told me about any of this, so I don't know how in-depth he went on his two conspiracy theories. <laughs> he is in a tinfoil hat, though. Yep. <laughs> and a Lakers jersey. Well, yeah, still got to support the Lakers. So, <clears throat> without further ado, conspiracy number one. 9-11. We could have just edited that instead of you trying to make the sound effect yourself. Yeah, that's fair, but uh, <laughs> I, I like doing the sound effect. So anyway, 9-11. <clears throat> so the U.S. government, they knew beforehand that something was going to happen within those coming months. I remember hearing about this one growing up, and it's just something I fact-checked myself on. So in the year or so leading up to 9-11, the CIA, they got a lot of intel that there were terrorists planning on doing something with a plane, mm -hmm. and then talks of the Pentagon, of course, came up, uh, where we, you know, our economy was built, which was Wall Street and World Trade Center. So we knew something big was coming, but they didn't really address it, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so also, put on my tinfoil hat a little bit tighter. <laughs> This only helped finish what Papa Bush started with the invasion of the Middle East. Papa Bush. Yep, Daddy Bush. So <laughs> when when Sonny got in there, a lot of people think that he was just wanting to follow through with what his dad had started, right. but he wanted to be bigger and better than what his dad could do. Right. And that's why, like, as far as Colin Powell or anyone else, a lot of them are coming out saying they didn't really have any control over what, what little Bush did. Mm -hmm. It was just incredibly power hungry, if you will. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Uh, one of the most obvious ones was, why would we want to just go to the Middle East for no reason? Well, we didn't want to go for no reason. They have a lot of oil out there. Ton so, of oil. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the United States, we love to liberate those countries that are rich in oil. Mm -hmm. So was this just another case of a liberation for the oil? Good point. Uh, NORAD was incredibly slow with their reaction times. Um, 
I think the FAA, it took them almost a whole hour to notify NORAD. Right, which this is in New York City, you know? I mean, like, it should not have a long notification time. Right, no, for sure. So, um, a lot of people believe that NORAD was on a ordered stand-down that day. Uh, There's some information that kind of suggests that. Why, any day, 365 days of the year, why would we put NORAD just on a, hey, don't do anything today? Right. And then especially a day where a bunch of planes are getting flown into buildings and everything i mean it's just it's wild to me that all of that happened in the same day right um demolitionists are arguing that the aircraft impacts and resulting fires could not have weakened the building sufficiently enough to cause the collapse aka jet fuel can't mount steel beams (laughs) so right which i i honestly like that's one of the biggest points to me is the fact that they would say that. Now, unless they've actually flown a plane into the same, you know, grade of steel beams right. kind of thing, I don't know, like, to test it, but I do agree with that. I just, like, I think it, it's weird the way the buildings collapsed, just beautifully right. straight down. And then World like Trade demolition. Center. Yeah, or World Trade Center 7, <laughs> that small building that just collapsed for no good reason. Yep. I mean, explain that one. Yeah, that's one of my biggest things. You watch the videos, and from the point of impact to where it starts collapsing, like they're hitting high middle of the towers, right? Right. And yeah. And it like just looks like they seventy five percent of the way up. Yeah, it looks like they just like crumble down, like there was C four all around the bottom, right? Like perfectly yes. planted. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are arguing that, and uh, they say that um, the buildings wouldn't have completely collapsed uh, at the speeds that the planes were flying in. So they just say there wasn't enough like impact to have damaged the structure itself too. Right. So I mean scientific that jet fuel cannot burn at a high enough octane to melt <laughs> still that's been tested but of course you know there was obviously a lot of impact there was a big explosion so technically speaking that could have damaged it in itself we'll never know you can't go in and investigate something that's not there exactly right so i was saying they would have to replicate the tower again and have like a stunt plane go into it right and they're not going to do that <laughs> yep uh here's another one uh this isn't really necessarily what happened but these are people that kind of goes back to my first point might have known right so uh an abnormal long put volume was examined and seemed to be at abnormally high levels in the days leading up to the attacks what i mean by that is stocks a lot of people were pulling and selling their stocks for those airlines right in the days leading up to and like i said they said it was abnormal for that time of year when it comes down to wall street it's so scheduled and routine. Yeah. You know, people are selling out in medical at this point of the year, buying into retail at this point, blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. So if it had never happened before, why is it all happening in the days leading up to these two or three different airlines that mm-hmm. were, you know, used for a domestic terrorist attack? Right. See, I've never actually heard that point. Yeah. That's one I've not heard. Yeah, and that's terrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So... There's evidence of unusual option market activity in the days leading up to that that is consistent with investors trading on advanced knowledge of the attacks. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is. Again, never heard – I've not heard these, like, more economical sides. Yeah, no, like I said, I I got deep into this one. Yeah, I've never heard, like, economical reasonings as to why. Like, it's always things like the steel beams and other stuff I'm sure you'll talk about. (laughs) So – also, 16 of the 19 hijackers should not have even made it across the U.S. borders to begin with. They had uh, passport issues and visa errors. 
Right. Um, that one, <clears throat> I've heard that one discussed before, of course, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of loopholes in that kind of thing anyway. So, I mean, them getting here, to me, that doesn't really sell me. Right. That doesn't sound like <clears throat> that big of a deal, but what's the chance that the 16 people specifically... Because you know get loopholes through. do happen. Right. You might let five out of every one hundred come in, but what's the chances of all sixteen of them making it? But how long have they been here? Was it like right then? They came in within the. I think it was like a two year span that they were coming in. So two years though, I'm sure all sixteen didn't come through at once. Like if sixteen people right. filtered through in two years, like I don't think it'd look suspicious. Right. For sure. It's just the odds <laughs> of it being those sixteen that just make it through scotch free. That's oh, the I scary get it. part. So. Two of them were identified by the CIA as Al-Qaeda agents. Two of them? Two of them. Okay. But it wasn't passed on to the FBI and the U.S. immigration offices. Okay. Yeah, see, that's that's pretty sketchy. Right. And loopholes, <clears throat> accidents, that sure. sort of thing. But what are the odds? Not that with something two, like that. Two of them. Yeah, yeah. that's a very well-known terrorist yeah, organization. Yeah, I, like, I feel like that shouldn't be. Yeah, just let them on through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not even going to fact check this, dude. Just get them through. So, moving away from the hijackers and the World Trade Centers, let's go on down to the Pentagon. Oh, well, the Pentagon's like my favorite part. So, wasn't a whole lot of damage, you know, in a widespread area. Right. There was a wheel laying outside of the Pentagon. Yep. And I think like a tail or a wing. Yep. Big deal. As far as the video camera. Yeah. It's so choppy that you just see an object. It's choppy, and also when you look at the still image of it afterwards, mm-hmm. there's just not a way a, a plane impacts. Again, like I'm not an aeronautical specialist, right. but like I don't know. I feel like I nosedive a plane, well, around a building, I guess, yeah. uh, just in a, in a field pretty much. I'm pretty sure it's going to look different than that. Right. It was just a clean hole. Clean so. hole. And why is just a tail and a fin left? Right. Like, you, in my opinion... The things that wouldn't burn. I mean, like you're the engine of the plane's not gonna just burn. Right. Like, you know, a lot of the outside will burn, obviously if there's seats inside, all that stuff's gone, but you're gonna have the engine and stuff like the the fuel tanks and stuff, mm-hmm. like that's not just gonna be gone. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing in those pictures. Exactly. A will. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah. So a lot of people believe that the Pentagon um attack or explosion mm-hmm. was just a missile fired from the of course the United States. Right. And it had like the tail fin and the, right. Just be, yeah. I mean that was pretty basic as far as the damage goes. Like it doesn't have the classic like airplane. No, you know, there's not that that really long thin hole in it. It's and, a big hole. And like let's say you completely kamikaze, mm-hmm. completely vertical, like right straight down into the ground. It's not gonna look like that either. And well, that, right, and that's fine. That point you made is fine. A lot of people would probably try to argue that, but the trajectory of the video of the plane yep. flying in, it just flies like straight into exactly. it, like almost at like a, a ground level. And if you fly a plane into ground level like that and skim it, you're gonna have a right, know, quarter kind of, mile like yeah. skid, or you don't just stop in the ground, especially right. in a field. You're not stopping on a dime. No. <laughs> so we'll move there to ninety three. And a lot of people believe that United Flight 93 was either just landed, everybody who was on it was executed, pilots get off, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. because, of course, they were government, so it was the hijackers, blah, 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 blah. But all the survivors, like, were executed because, of course, they would have inside knowledge, that sort of thing. And then they say that they just shot down just a a dummy plane Mm -hmm. over a field. A lot of people believe that it was actually just 
shut down before anything happened, but the government wanted us to have a sense of patriotism. So those, yeah, the passengers yeah. stormed the cockpit, took it down to save us. That gave us a lot of patriotism, all of that. So this whole era, 9-11 and all that, brought the nation together so strong that for the first time in years and years and years and years, we wanted war. Like, we were really supportive of war. Right. We were bloodthirsty at that moment. Mm-hmm. That's why we just all blindly hopped along. I mean, everybody, and I remember it. I know you're, I hate saying it. You're too young to probably remember <laughs> it vividly. But I'm old enough to where, you know, I was like six mm-hmm. after 9-11, so I do have a little bit of memory of it. I remember everybody had American flags. Didn't matter what store you went to. Yep. They had just a mass abundance of American flags you could buy. It was great for the economy, great for patriotism, great for support of a war. Right. Terrifying. Yeah, I, you're right, though. I am too young. I mean, I was – three and a half right and i mean like, like there's not an age gap between us but it's just enough to where i have more recollection of things. exactly so one more point and then we'll let you do yours okay the no plane theory a lot okay. of people believe that the planes that crashed into the world trade centers was just like missiles bombs that sort of thing okay so when you watch some of the video it looks like they kind of layered it as far as covering up the plane when it flies behind the tower, because you can kind of see it for just mm-hmm. a little bit of a second, the nose of it, and then it goes away. Right. Again, so, super choppy. Right. And this is 2001. 2001. Yeah, this is 2001. Like, they're still using VCRs. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as, like, we don't have that crystal clear 4K resolution. Well, yeah, but what I was going to say, like, it's it's a lot better than that. I mean, I don't care what it's on, except, of course, cell phones at that time right. didn't have, like, video, but... Like, I feel like any kind of video camera or anything, I mean, even the VHS, like, that's not even VHS quality. Right. It's so choppy and just bad. Even mm-hmm. if it's, are they supposed to be, like, off of a building? Like, cameras that are on, like, a building or something? Uh, I think so. But one's most a of person. them is, like, hel- yeah, one's a person, <clears throat> one's a helicopter that was, like, watching something right. over the bay. Okay. But. It's like a helicopter <sighs> does not have. Right. If it's a like a helicopter watching over a bay, like they're probably maybe like I don't know, like yeah. some kind of military service or federal service, of course, they're not gonna have like Motorola and, razors right. like to video with. Exactly. No, I completely agree. So the way they argue it is that it's impossible that a Boeing of that size could have penetrated the still frames of the towers, mm-hmm. and that the digital uh, compositing was used to depict the plane crash in both news or sport news reports um so is there not original footage then without it being digitalized (laughs) right (laughs) like you think there would be you think there would be some original footage somewhere if if there is the if this theory is real and there is original footage then it's in area 51 sure i mean that's you know which when i go september hopefully i can pull it out we're still going really yeah so a former uh, MI5, which is the Secret Service of the UK, right. he said um, he's actually a full supporter of the no-plane theory now. Okay. So he said that the only explanation is that they were missiles surrounded by holograms that m- were made to look like planes, and he said that that's totally a thing, holograms. Oh, yeah, holograms are definitely a thing. 2001, though? I mean, we're always... The thing we're about our, 40 years behind what they tell us regardless exactly that's what i was gonna say like um military and you know as far as things that we do there you know have you ever been flipping to the channels you find like the history channel and it's like there's some show that's like new military weapons that we've advanced yeah 
you watch that stuff and it's from like 2005. Right. Like they make it current though. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're just now making a video on it. So it's like new film, but some of this stuff, man, like brand new stuff. And I talked to my cousin, he's like, dude, we had that six years ago. Right. I mean, like, so yeah, a hologram in 2001 as a civilian, I would think, you know, probably not. I don't know if we'd gotten there yet, but again, we have no idea what they have. Right. Like and, we're I mean, like you said, even, we're behind. That's not even like being a tin foil hat wearer or anything. Uh, like, yeah. Like that's just being sensible about it. Yeah. I'm not saying we have something ridiculously crazy, but even just any military weapons that we have, like civilians don't know about them. Right. Other than like basic AR-15s and stuff, but. I completely agree. Yeah, like we developed some little shotgun shell that shoots out a tiny, tiny like grenade. And it pierces through wall, like pierces through boards. It has like blades on it and it goes in and it explodes. And I've watched that probably two or three years ago on that new military channel. I looked it up and it came out in like 2003. Really? Yeah, so that's... Yeah, it's the stuff like that. I mean, like it's not a big deal. It's one of those if I don't know about it, it doesn't bother me, but... It's terrifying. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about, you know, you're probably too young to remember this one, but the moon landing. <laughs> uh, you're already getting me worked up over this one. Okay. The moon landing is probably one of the biggest conspiracy theories ever. 9-11. That's the first one I ever remember hearing about. Yes. The moon landing. So my mama, before she passed away, like when I was little, she passed away when I was 9 or 10. She was, uh, I had just learned about the moon landing in school, you know, watching the iconic right, footage. you're super hype about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we went to the moon. I'm like, man, we went to somewhere that's not Earth. I didn't even yeah. know what the moon was, probably. That no, block I of did. cheese in the sky. I had to throw my pacifier to it so I'd get rid of it. I was really stupid. Oh. Mom's like, we're going to throw it to the moon. You can tell you her it not. Buzz, huh? <laughs> oh, God. I'll get to Buzz in a second. <laughs> but, um. So that's probably one of the biggest ones. My mama was so dead set on, oh, we didn't go to the moon. Just instantly killed my vibe. Oh, no, we never went to the moon. And, you know, I don't know any better. I'm mama. Like, I'm like, mama. And I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? And then she starts giving me some reasons. Now, they were more like 1980s reasons that right. just come out. It wasn't like fully researched. We but just still. needed to show the Soviets that we could get there first. <laughs> so as... I got older. I actually become really intrigued with the the moon landing because I love that time in history, like late sixties, right. whole sixties. Just a great time. Some of my favorite time in history, Kennedy and. No pun intended, but nineteen sixty nine was just like a pretty solid year. Yeah, it was. Hey. Hey. All right. So, <clears throat> there's a bunch of different things like landmarks and the good thing about this theory is that it's not all one-sided nasa responded to every single flaw right that that they put out so i'll start with the first one and that when i don't know if it's uh neil or buzz one of them's like hopping like kind of i think neil was the first one to step foot okay so. well i don't know if it's that video though it's just I, one of the clips up there, though. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That was the first, like, when he first, yeah, uh, okay. he's jumping. There's a rock in the distant background, mm -hmm. and if you zoom in, it looks like there's a C stamped on it. Like, perfectly... A C? A C, the letter C. Like, just stamped on it. A C for Cody? Which, yes. <laughs> which made a lot of people think that it was props. Right. They forgot to <sighs> remove this. or I know, it's kind of a weak point, 
but NASA's response was pixelation errors. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you watch, you could see where it's, like, layered and mirrored because a lot of the times they're, like, see-through. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you right. can see, like, the horizon of the moon, like, all the way through their figure, and it's yep. just – it wasn't that closely pixelated. Like, and there was probably four pixels in total, you know? <laughs> Another one um, is pretty much kind of just what you said. There's two separate pictures, one with the uh, rover – I don't remember the name of it. But need it, but – The eagle? I think. Yep, Eagle has okay, landed. Okay, so there's a picture with Eagle, and there's a picture without it. Like, just, like, they're supposed to be, NASA said, or the Neil and Buzz said that they were miles from each other. Like, they they did it on purpose. They went, you know, a long ways and took right. another picture of the horizon kind of thing. If you look, of course, the Eagle's barely in it. Like, you barely even see mm-hmm. it in frame, so it doesn't mess with this. But the background is exactly the same. Like, you can layer them over each other. Same hills and same craters. It's exactly the same. I haven't seen that one. Yes, from supposedly miles and miles apart, which obviously a lot of people think that's a backdrop. Right? Can forget I, a budget. This is just are the, we allowed the to like thing counter in, each other in this? Yeah. I mean, how can the moon be that different? Well, like from uh, point A to point. Okay, so I'm getting to that. Uh, scientists and astronomers said that the moon, where there's no humidity, no atmosphere. Right anything like that, you would be able to see for, like, miles and miles. Almost the same as, like, when you're standing in freaking, like, Nebraska. Right. You know, you can see for miles. That's on Earth Mm -hmm. where we have humidity. Right. And we have, you know, moisture in the air, clouds, Mm -hmm. birds, trees, whatever. They don't. And he said that you would be able to see from – it would not – if you look at the picture, the way that the hills come up, it looks like it's maybe two miles from them. Like, it's not like it's way off and there's a little, you start to see a ridge and stuff. Like, it is close. But I feel like there's definitely, like, probably some pretty steep hills on the moon. They're going to be shaped exactly the same? Because they're not just, like, leveled off. Like, they are vastly different. Like, enough variance that I don't think you'd find the exact thing. I want to clarify that I am not a moon denier. I am. It's just, (laughs) right, and that's fine. It's just, I try to find any lack of logic in that in that debate that's fine so we go to one of my favorites again i don't know if it's buzz or nail i don't really care but one is not buzz (laughs) one of them's taken almost a selfie-esque picture right like you know selfies aren't a thing in 69 but it's kind of like i I don't know it's like a selfie-esque picture because he's holding it up Mm -hmm. in his visor like of his helmet you can see Neil or Buzz behind him, uh, far away. Right. Like, he didn't take the picture. That's why I'm saying that's like a selfie. Kind of far away, and in the corner of his visor, the same exact way that the light is coming into the picture, there's something that looks exactly like a can light, like a stage can light, like the round with the wings that kind of come out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people was like, you know, satellites, whatever, blah, they've blah, been blah. standing in front of their, land- in their lander, and it just been kind of an extension off of it. The way that it's angled, I feel like you would see more of the eagle. I don't know. Right. But, I mean, that's just, once again, me just trying right. to pick it apart. Well, NASA's response was, again, pixelation, digital, like making the photos digital. And another thing, too, on the other side of the the backdrop thing that I was talking about, mm-hmm. on the other side, people that believe we did land on the moon, they were talking about cameras in 1969. Obviously, they're all super manual. Right. There's no electricity like they're 
just manual cameras. Right. You got to set the aperture yourself by hand, mm-hmm. exposure, ISO, all that stuff. They're in, this goes both ways, but like they're in huge spacesuits right. with like bratwurst fingers. They don't so know what the exposure have, is going to be. Me and you had this conversation specifically not long ago. There's 12 great pictures of the moon landing. And they probably took hundreds. Right. I get it. But I'm just saying, I don't know how they could have. Well, any, no, I mean, I totally hear that argument because I have a hard time just you messing both, with my camera with normal fingers. Me and you, you know? both are like amateur photographers. Right. Ours are fully digital. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm struggling struggle. to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's one point. But on the other side of it, um, a scientist was talking about, which he believes we did go to the moon. The amount of light that is bouncing off the moon due to being in such bright light, the sun, yeah, etc. Those backdrops, like it would almost be like reflections, because right. they couldn't, like it would be so bright, they would have to take their exposure all the way down, everything and all the do way you not down. Think that these images, once they got back to Earth, though, weren't you know enhanced, fixed this way and that way, which is what NASA blames most of it on. Hey, right. we tried to digitalize it, we tried to whatever. Again, like you know the, the Photoshop copies? we're working with now. <laughs> In all fairness, NASA was probably bumping the same exact system right. in 69. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, film was at a, a really big peak at right. that time. Yeah. So, you know, editing cameras, I agree with you full, like, 100%. It would have been possible. Like, they had, like, Sharpener and all of that. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just new tech. Back to point number one, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to become a conspiracy theorist by the end of this one. That's a- <laughs> That's one of my favorites because it is so distinctly a can lot in my head. Right. And no, and I respect that. That's probably the most arguable conspiracy of all time. Right. In all fairness. And moving on to another point, I don't like this one. I, I don't, it, I'm just stating it because it's a really big one. Mm-hmm. This is one of the main ones that people use, and I don't like it. The flag. They're putting the flag down, <sighs> the flag is flopping in the wind. Right. And people say, how you're in a vacuum right and you're putting a flag down Mm -hmm. there's no wind on the moon you're in a vacuum right okay nasa came back with if you'll watch frame by frame the flag only moves when they move the pole duh right but it's moving a lot more i feel like than i've never been in a vacuum right how many times have you been to space exactly i don't know now another argument uh from nasa we actually originally put metal um, horizontal bars at the flag so it would stand straight out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, place it to where you don't right. see the bars. Like, not hide anything, but yeah, just so it wouldn't be flat. NASA also said that they bent the poles. Like, somewhere in the time from them getting to Earth to space, whether it's in a spaceship or them, I don't know how they would just bend poles in space, but probably a blast off or something. I don't know. Right. The poles bent, and that's why it was like it almost looks erect, you yeah. know. But it it's still out like that, and they said that's because of bars, and I think that's pretty believable because it would make sense that we right. put a I mean, flag like that. Have you ever like set that. something somewhere, and then like you go to get it, and oh, where you said it like bent it or broke it? Right. That's just yeah, that's super logical. Yeah, uh, and I, I can get behind that one, but a lot of people use the flag as an argument. Right, and I just I personally hate that one more. than I do anything. too. Like because that one doesn't do anything. It, you know, no matter how the pressure is or whatever, you're still going to have movement no matter what. I mean, right. if there was just, like, no sort of movement, no way to move at all, they would have been stiff as boards out there. Oh, yeah, you I know? know. I mean. I know. And this might be my last point. I don't know. 
one of the, another one of the biggest ones, which again, I've got both arguments here. The Eagle, when it landed, people talk about there's not much of a crater. It's just, I mean, there's a little bit of ruffle and right. debris and that kind of thing, but it's for a rocket ship that was able to get into space. Okay, it, it wasn't the Eagle that directly got into space, though. I know, you but I'm just, like that being chunked on there, though, like right. that large, that massive. I know that I know the Eagle didn't get from launch to landing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the weight of it. So, it it didn't make much of a crater. NASA's argument, they got really scientific with it, didn't write down numbers, but the poundage of the Eagle versus atmosphere, gravity, all all those into factors. They said that the pressure of it landing on the moon would be equivalent to one tenth of a car tire, an average car tire pushing on the ground. That's probably accurate. Again, is it? I mean, I'm not going to easily just throw that number at me. I'm not going to go fact check right, it. Right, that's <laughs> fine. But I feel like every branch of our government, NASA's probably the one that I just worship and idolize the most out of any other branch. Right. I don't. I don't and think I, like a branch of our government. Pretty sure they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> NASA is my government. What I'm saying is. I would like to think that NASA is not going to just blatantly make up something that dumb. No, I'm not saying they did. I'm just saying that's other people's arguments. Like, right. You know, they could just I throw just, that I, number at right. you. Right. I just, I don't respect the moon landing hoax, but I will say that Buzz Aldrin is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> it was what, less than a week ago, Yeah. I guess. That's and, where this spawned from, ultimately. Well, actually, we just recorded episode, the last episode. Yeah. And uh, it was like two in the morning. And I was like, I'm just gonna crash here. And he's like, Yeah, that's cool. And uh, he turned on some documentaries about uh, well, JFK and and moon landing and all that stuff. And that was before we knew we was gonna talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> and uh, man, there's a guy that's sole purpose is to follow around Buzz Aldrin and get him to put his hand on a Bible and swear that he landed on the moon. And Buzz won't do it. <laughs> right. I mean, Buzz has even rocked the guy one good time. And. I don't know. We just kept talking about it, talking about it, and we went to sleep. And I woke up the next morning really early and went to work, and I left. He texted me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, man, I didn't sleep well at all. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking about how Buzz is a bitch. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so it's an inside joke now, and I literally died. Like, <laughs> When you see the hurt that this man feels, <laughs> knowing that Buzz and Neil got away with this. You start to feel for him, and you just want to profess how Buzz is a bitch. Oh, man. It... He, literally, all Buzz has to do is just put his hand on the <laughs> bobble and swear. That's it. But he's not giving this guy the satisfaction, and this man exactly. is hurt. But I kind of respect it. How like, Buzz respect... is, like, staying so just, uh, yeah, yeah, for like, sure. He's not even doing it because he's not going to say that they didn't go to the moon if they didn't. He doesn't want to give him he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't want to satisfy that Like, dude. it's just so petty on both sides. Oh, I know. They're literally Batman and the Joker to me now. It's so funny. Hey, Buzz still going. He is. Maybe maybe he'll be the one that takes us back to the moon. Hey, speaking of Mandela Effect last week, Buzz Aldrin, every year, I forget what month it is, mm -hmm. every year it goes back around that he died, like in that same yeah. month. Like no, everybody no, thinks he dies Neil. every that's year. That's Neil. Buzz is still kicking, isn't he? No, I know that's the point. It, it's for Buzz Like he's never died. Oh, everybody okay. just thinks he dies well, every Neil, year. I, still, I see the Neil Armstrong one all the time too. <laughs> everybody thinks Buzz died like this year. Yeah, like all the time. I, <laughs> like dang it, man! It's October. Buzz died again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think that's all I have for the moon landing. Overall, though, uh, 
I actually want to believe that we didn't go. You want to believe that? Yeah, I do. Because <sighs> it was such a, I get it, like Cold War and everything, but it was such a cocky just, it's not even that, to me, it's not that it's not an accomplishment, I obviously couldn't get us there, but right. I I just don't see what it benefits other than that. Like, other than uh, us saying that we're was, on top. Okay, that was us pulling our dicks out, like just to show. Yeah, I get the it. The Soviets, but... where we're at, on the moon, where are you at? <laughs> Mother Russia. No, but, I get it. So, can I piggyback off of you for a second? Piggyback away. The reason why we went to the moon is because of one of my personal favorite presidents whoop, whoop. made that declaration that we were going to be on the moon by the end of the decade, and that was Mr. John Kennedy. Rest in peace, John F. Kennedy. Anybody that knows me knows I have a, a pretty terrifying obsession with John F. Kennedy. Your bust. Yeah, yeah. We when we went in there to edit our first episode, Cody looked up on my shelf and he's like, "Is that a JFK bust up there?" I was like, "Heck yeah, it is, man! I stole coins from a yard sale when I was little." JFK. I got a book. He has a JFK like presidential coin. Might be worth something. If you know. realize that your coins are missing after a yard sale, you know where they went. Always the nine-year-old little boy. Every every time. Every, every time. Yeah. <laughs> so JFK was a fantastic president. Very revolutionary. He was hip, modern, cute, adorable. And he's just all around a great. Human. On a real note, part of John F. Kennedy's whole thing was his looks. Oh, for sure. Like being attractive. Like yeah. pulling I mean, the people same thing in. worked with Obama too. And don't you'll never hear me say anything bad about Obama. But what I'm saying is his looks definitely helped propel him. Right. Now with other presidents that follow Obama, I don't know where <laughs> the looks come from there. Yeah, I don't either. So. 25 minutes before the assassination of JFK. Correct. Once again, we'll go back to the MI5, the British Secret Service. Correct. They got a phone call, and it was just someone on the other line that said, phone the U.S. Embassy for some big news soon. Right. That was, And then they traced back the call, got the timestamp on it, and it was 25 minutes before the trigger was pulled. Mm-hmm. If Lee Harvey was acting alone, given that Lee Harvey was the, the shooter. He wasn't. Spoiler. You know, why is someone calling the U.K. government? Yep. You know what I mean? So, giving them a little heads up of something, that sort of thing. It's just pretty it's, ironic. Right. And I'm going to I'm gonna go back and forth with you a lot on this, but I think we both have the same pretty much idea on the assassination. Yeah. So, it probably won't be too much like... Oh, I'll give who I think the culprit is by the end of this one. It won't give too much banter, but... Right. But all you've told me is you you think that John Lennon did it. That's all I know. John Lennon. <laughs> Imagine all the people. <laughs> so another one is Lee Harvey. Uh, he was murdered, right? Right. Three yeah. days later? He in, didn't really have in jail, a, yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't really have time to give like a testimony, a nope. statement, anyone to really like interrogate him, break him, find out where this came from before he was murdered in the basement of a police station. Are you getting the Lee Harvey's double? I've heard the double. Uh, so instead of there being a separate shooter, people think that Lee Harvey did shoot. And then he had the double that went to prison. Kind of the same thing. You know, he ran to a theater, which is where he was arrested. But he right. ran to a theater. They let him in even without Shot a ticket. Shot from a warehouse, ran into a theater. Right. Ran into a theater. Yeah, Lincoln. Yep. <laughs> but backwards. Ran into a theater, and a lot of people think that's when he could have, like he had his double or whoever waiting there. Right. Hey, I'm going out. Like almost like handing a baton off, like tag team. Yeah. Going out, bro. No, I, that one's not too out of the question because I'll bring up a point here in a second that kind of would correlate with that. Sure. So 
he was murdered. His killer was supposedly just someone who was so devastated over us losing a president. He needed to be punished, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I think the dude just got like a slap on the wrist, of course. Right. So, um, another point is the trajectory of the bullets, of course. Yep. And the rapid succession in which they came. Yep. I mean, they were pretty quick fires mm-hmm. for a sniper. In 63. Right. Yeah. My biggest thing with that is, me and you talked about this, the hotel or motel, whatever the warehouse, mm-hmm. whatever it was, he's in a higher up level right. in the building. You can tour, what well, is a warehouse? You can tour the warehouse. Like it's a, you know, it, it's an actual landmark tour now, now, like a sure. landmark. Yeah. You can go in every part of that building except the window where Lee Harvey Oswald supposedly shot. Now, why why would that not be the one thing people wanted to go look right. at? Right, yeah, lean out this window. And the whole argument is people, you know, like military experts. And I, I watched a documentary where a sniper from the military right. stood in that window. And he's like, there's no technology that can wrap a barrel around the, you know, wrap a barrel around the window and shoot. Yeah, exactly. And, like... You look at the like on the TV. You can look at the trajectory and like from where Kennedy's car was and where he was standing. There's just no way. Right, and then just the speed because this was like pow, pow. He definitely couldn't have got pow, two. Pow. Sh- well, he couldn't have got two shots off in that time anyway. But he couldn't have got two shots off at that angle. Well, in if total, he, did he get shot one. what four or five. Yes, but I'm just saying like the the first right, two yeah. are so quick. Even so we're talking like within like twenty frames on a video in well, nineteen sixty three. That's like one frame a second. We're talking all of this like transpired within thirty seconds. Right, and even okay, like let's say something insane. He had like two snipers, mm-hmm. both loaded. Like boom, picked it up, dropped the other one. My main thing is like if he was pretty crazy, he might could have got two shots off. My thing is the angle. I mean, if he shot one, like he couldn't have shot another one that close. Right. And especially firing that quickly after either A, reloading, or B, picking up another gun. Mm-hmm. It, just the angle, it, it wouldn't have worked. Yep. Like, that's the biggest thing in this for me. Listen, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. So, uh, the FBI director at the time, uh, when the, I believe it was 89, the Kennedy files were set to come out. Mm-hmm. They didn't come because George Bush signed in a law that said it had to wait. I think it was 92, actually. They were supposed to come out. And he signed a law that made it wait 25 more years. Right. So 2017 rolled around. Some of those got released, but a lot of them were still classified and blacked out due to a national security threat. Yep. What does that mean? I mean, president's dead. Exactly. You know, government's changed. Protocols have changed. They could leak everything that the Secret Service did in 1963, and that's not going to be correlated to 2019 Secret Service. Right. Yeah. You know, Procedures have definitely changed. Yeah. What's the national security threat that this could cause? Exactly. Other than showing that the United States government maybe had a hand in executing a United States president. Yep. So the director wanted to make sure the public believed that the true assassin was in custody. Now, that's a huge keyword there. He wants to make sure the public believed. Believed, yep. Mm-hmm. Not, I want to ensure the public that we got the true perpetrator. No. I want the public to believe right. we have him. It's just a weird choice of wording there, in my opinion. Right. Following that up, uh, also in the files released, Harvey being a CIA agent is mentioned. The CIA director questioned if Harvey was one of theirs. 
if this was totally new news, there's no reason that the CIA should be wanting to kill the president or anything like that, he's not going to be like, oh, was he one of ours? Right. Like, just, I mean, now if that happens, you're, you're having a full-on investigation why you believe a CIA agent could have been a part of this assassination instead right. of, oh, was he one of ours? Right. Um, like, no feelings of anything. Right, yeah. Just monotone, hey, is he one of ours? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so, it's definitely not the reaction. I would be, like, sweating and shit. Yeah, and then that could go back to the double. Yep. You exactly. Know, if he was a CIA agent, obviously this was layered very heavily. Right. <sighs> LBJ was on record in the files suggesting that JFK was assassinated because of a fellow um, Catholic man who was assassinated in Vietnam. Right. I forget the man's name exactly. Right. But the assassination was kind of carried out the same way. And LBJ was on record saying that that could have been a reason why. Lyndon B. Johnson, by the way, his vice president. Yeah. If you're not Who too familiar. Who followed up and wanted to increase the presence of active soldiers in Vietnam. And yep. Kennedy heavily and opposed. Kennedy did not. Yep. LBJ just wanted us to go to Vietnam and stop communism. And Kennedy kind of felt like it wasn't really our business all exactly. that much. We had soldiers there for sure. Right. But we had like 20,000 maybe. When LBJ right. took over by 64, we had over 200,000 in Vietnam. Yep, which I'm sure you'll get to what I'm wanting to say about Lyndon B. Johnson. And so. that's exactly <laughs> where I was going. LBJ wanted that heavier presence yep. the whole time. And once again, Kennedy just did not want us to be heavily involved in another war right then. Right. So with, you know, the peak of the Cold War is, you know, just a, a year or so past us at this point, the mm-hmm. Cuban Missile Crisis and all of that. Kennedy knows where our focus should be, and that's on the Soviets and not Vietnam. But, of course, LBJ's, well, they're communists. They're associated with them. If we don't stop them, blah, 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 blah. Kennedy yeah. just didn't see the point. LBJ wanted that war bad. Yep. Um, which goes into me believing I think LBJ was, like, the the head honcho there. The yeah, man who, I 1 million percent believe that. Like, Lyndon B. Johnson had him killed. LBJ was just a a bad man anyway. Yes. And whether it be for what you just said over over his Vietnam, you know, the the different way that he viewed that, he wanted more people there, wanted to be heavily involved, or it was something else. It could have been something personal. Who knows? These are high-up politicians. Personal. (laughs) So the moment that LBJ is sworn in, you know, within hours of President Kennedy having his head blasted off in his wife's lap. Yes. You're going to be pretty shook at that moment. Yep. Jackie's face during that swearing in, you had never seen that picture before I showed you. Right. And it's something that I've always just taken note to. I get your, you're probably shut off and cold at that point. That's, I feel like that's how I would be. Right. My emotions are coming off soon. Maybe haven't even accepted it yet. Right. Her face is just so monotone and emotionless. Yep. To the point that it's terrifying. She's not happy that LBJ's being sworn in as president. She's not sad. She's just there. Right. She's just standing there. And, like, she does have a bit of an expression on her face that looks more like concern than anything. It's not fear. It's not anger. It's not happiness. It's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, almost just maybe a little uneasy, but not... Right. But not, like, fully mortified. Here's another thing, too. The shooter, like, blatantly shoots uh, the man sitting in front of Kennedy. Like, Uh Mrs. Kennedy, no big deal. But he perfectly pinpoint blasts Kennedy's (laughs) head off with Jackie's right beside of his... Right. Like, they're setting, like, head-to-head when JFK got the yep. first two shots. Right. And then when she crawls up on the back of the car and reaches, 
I'm using air quotation fingers here, reaches for the Secret Service man's hand, but instead picks up her husband's brain matter on the back of the car. <laughs> like, who just, how is that your first instinct? Yeah, I'm going to pick up this, this brain matter. I've always argued that. Like, me and you're riding down a convertible and you get snopped and I just stop in the middle of the road and, like, reach back Crawl and pick up your back. brains. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to, like, reattach it, glue it back. And, like, that's not your thought process. I'm going to open the door and kick you out. So I don't bleed in your car? Yeah, man. Yes. I'm bleeding my... 2011 Chevy Cruze that doesn't work right um so here's another conspiracy DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. as we all know JFK and Marilyn they had a little fling they had right. a little something something which could also help fuel Jackie's desire to help LBJ carry this out throwing that one out there yep but a lot of people believe that Kennedy's murder could have been due to the mob the DiMaggio, you know, they're a pretty powerful crime family anyway. Oh, yeah. And then Joe wasn't too bad, though, on the baseball field. But <laughs> anyway, Marilyn's husband, Kennedy's smashing her. Marilyn ends up dead. Kennedy ends up dead. Yep. And, like, Marilyn, when she died, she was at the height of her career. I know, yeah. Right? And then she just kills herself. Mm. Yeah, I know. Debatable. That's a different one. Well, I'm not getting into that. One last theory to cover <laughs> on this one is the Umbrella Man theory. The man's standing there with an umbrella... Oh yeah! Right at the trajectory where he dies, you can't really see him in the video though. You just see the corner of the umbrella picture taken across the street. You can see him standing there, that sort yeah. of thing. Why is a man just standing there with an umbrella in Dallas? <laughs> no rain, you know, only one there with an umbrella. Yep. Boy, do I have an answer for you. So when all this <laughs> happened, that was of course you know odd suspect just standing there with the umbrella. Sure. People are arguing that he had a gun in the umbrella, like it was rigged as a gun. Oh, God. Had a trigger on the, you know, the handle, that sort of thing. It's not too far out of the question. So this man's actually summoned to testify in front of Congress, and they ask him, you know, why? And he said that it was actually a protest. And for what? So <laughs> the protest was for Joseph P. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy's father. Right. He was the ambassador to the United Kingdom. Uh-huh. So, this was a reference to Neville Chamberlain's umbrella that he always carried around, the Prime Minister of the UK, when World War II started. Mm -hmm. So, apparently, it was just a full-on protest. And Congress is like, okay, this story is so far out there and just so stupid, we believe it. Like, how are you coming up with that? Right. So, that guy got off because he was just weird. (laughs) Like, just a protester. The only guy. Yeah. He's the only one. He didn't even tell anybody. Mm-mm. He just wanted somebody to ask him, yeah, and they did. He, he got to tell him at the grandest scale of them all. <laughs> all right, so what about your last and final conspiracy? Uh, I've got two small ones because they're going to be short. Okay. Uh, the first one, it, I like to entertain this one just to think what if. I do not believe in it per se. The thing I like about conspiracy theories and why I like them I'm usually not one way or the other on them. Right. Like, um, I like that it's bringing up stuff, but one of the greatest quotes, I don't know who said it, probably Eddie Murphy. I love him. Uh, Bob Marley's a popular one, too. I don't like him. He said, uh, he said, when you're looking for things in, like, a conspiracy, what you want to see and what you want to hear is there. You're not going to see stuff if you're not looking right. for it. Right. That kind of thing. But also... I think that was actually Kevin Bacon that said that. He's, you know, he is tied to every actor. Yeah. Which is so strange <laughs> to me. Anyway, anyway. Oh, Kevin. Anyway, um, Paul McCartney of the Beatles. 
Um, the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. Paul McCartney, one of my favorites. I love the Beatles, obviously. Daydream um, Believer is one of my favorite songs. So good. By the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people believe that Paul McCartney died in 1966. Uh, the the whole story is he was at a recording studio with the Beatles because their next album didn't come out till 69, right. which is Sgt. Pepper's. Mm-hmm. They were kind of in a little, you know, they've been in America for a few years. That's kind of their little, not like a hiatus, but I think they're just kind of breaking. Right. Like taking a break. They were all in the recording studio. It was November. It was snowy. Paul McCartney got mad because Paul McCartney had a temper. Paul McCartney got mad, drove off in the studio, veered off the road, crashed and died, and was decapitated in his little... I think he drove a Fiat. I love it how deep it has to get, though. Like, it can't just be he died in a car crash. It's like, no, he got decapitated. <laughs> so he drove a little Fiat, you know, the tiny. Right, yeah. And this is uh, 66, so they're, like, really small. Full-on death UK thing. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty believable because you could easily get decapitated right. in that. But nobody knows how it started. Like where, like where this came from? Yes. Most, like, most people think that it was just the college girls that are obsessed and stuff. They just kind of talked about it at parties. Right. Someone started it. It starts spreading college to college to college yeah. to concert to, you know. Even novelty songs were made. Like, a couple bands made a song called, like, So Long, Paul, and I don't know. R.I.P. Big Man. R- so, no one had talked to Paul McCartney. Like, whatever. They finally found him on his private ranch. At his farm, which is another reason people think that he just left mad because he wasn't t- associated with any of the other Beatles for right. months and months and right. months and months because they were all weird anyway. Yeah. So he's with his wife and kid. And I was about to make a note of that. The, you know, it's not out of the question that Paul McCartney wouldn't just disappear and go to his cattle ranch. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so some people invade, um, and actually, it's on a little drone, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, fly it over there and look and he gets mad he walks up to the camera and punches it mm-hmm. like he's like you know get off my property like you shouldn't be here after realizing what that would do to his image because he was like really scruff and bearded right he he called them back and he was like it was life magazine and he said hey i'll agree to do an interview because he wouldn't interview with people because right. of this whole thing yeah he was like i'll agree to an interview if you give me those negatives to all those pictures you took so they did and so he's on the cover of a life magazine, him holding his wife and his, or him holding his kid and his wife. And it says like, Paul is still alive. Something like that. Something mm-hmm. to boost everybody right. back up. The main, I mean, I'll bring up other little points, but the main, uh, the main reason why people think that they covered it up if he did die, you know, kind of like, why would you do that? You know, ACDC, Bon Scott dies. They're like, we're getting a new singer. Right. Why wouldn't they just, he wasn't even the lead guy really. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just add somebody? They believed, uh, a lot of people think that the government covered this up due to the mass suicide or homicide that would happen. Like, all these girls. You know what that reminds me of? Like, what? I mean, cut for Bieber. Yeah. I mean, it's the same Yep. Same principle. They were scared that it would just be a nationwide mass homicide. I mean, even over into the UK. Right. And so they covered it up. Whole thing is, dude named Billy Shears... They old Billy. They got old Billy. They got him. They did plastic surgery. They taught him how to sing, how to act, and everything like Paul. How to talk like Paul. Everything. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> that was really bad, but I, I get what you're trying yeah. to do. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so, 
that happened. They come out in 69 with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The cover looks like they're all at a funeral. Right. If you look at it. Yeah. They look like they're on a funeral. Paul's the only one holding a black instrument, and it's pointed down. Hmm. That's supposed to signify just kind of a little right little clue because the whole thing as to why they put clues and stuff is because they had overwhelming guilt right they felt so bad that they had covered it up that they had to get it out somehow right on the in the flowers on the bottom if you look at the album cover there's flowers and they're in the shape of a left-handed guitar and they spell paul huh if you like ride over it it stretches a little far mm-hmm. but it does spell paul at the top of the cover uh what is the satanist church guy don't think of his name i know who you're talking he's on the cover (laughs) yeah the very top and he's holding his hand out like Mm -hmm. flat palm he's holding his hand out and it's directly over paul's head anton isn't it anton yeah uh it's directly over paul's head like it just vertically right and i forget which culture it is some like middle eastern culture a hand over the head signifies death or death coming Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Well, that would also make sense too. I mean, that you know, Sergeant Pepper was kind of right before their uh, their trip to India. Yes, where they went psychedelic. Yes. So, so the Hindu thrown in there that would that would make sense. If you flip to the back of Sergeant Pepper's, they're all standing facing you except Paul. He's got his back to you. He's like this. Hmm. And Ringo, George, and John are all right. looking at you. George is pointing with his finger. It's on his chest, and he's pointing up and to the right. Kind of looks out of place. Like, why is he pointing? Right. And he there's a lyric sheet inside printed on the cover. Mm-hmm. And on it, it says, uh, Wednesday morning, 5 o'clock, which is supposedly the time that yeah, Paul died. died in the car crash. That one's deep. Yes. Now, I'm going to debunk all this in a second, mm-hmm. but I just want to go through the theories. Abbey Road is probably the biggest one. Right. You know what the album cover looks like. Yeah. I don't know if you can remember what they're all wearing. John's I know Paul's in, barefoot. Yes, and John's in the front in mm-hmm. an all-white suit and long hair. Yeah. Almost Christ-like. Right. Uh, Ringo is behind him, and he's wearing some color of suit. He's got shoes on. He's just walking in step with John. Right. Paul's behind him in black, barefooted. He has a cigarette in his hand, and it's pointed down, and it's in his right hand. And Paul's left-handed. Like, he's probably going to have a cigarette. That's not a good argument, but he's probably going to have a cigarette in his left hand. Right. Um, and George is bringing up the back, and he's in just denim. Yeah. With boots. So, uh, Paul was supposed to signify, like, he's the one being buried. Right. Dead. And George was the grave digger, and John was the priest. And Ringo has, I guess, just like a pallbearer. Yeah. I don't know. There's a Volkswagen Beetle in the background of Abbey Road. And if you zoom, a, zoom in, it has a license plate. It says 28 if, 28 if. Paul McCartney would have been 28 when Abbey Road came out if he was alive. Mm. So that's a good one. That's solid. These I go back and forth on because I I don't, I I don't know. It just seems like too much work to me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Revolution number nine, Mm -hmm. one of the... Number nine. Strange, strangest number songs. Nine. Yeah. Number nine. So you know how he has that same tone in his voice. Like he, right. ha- there's mumblings. Yeah. I think I'm probably going to get all these songs mess- messed up, but I think it's revolution number nine. At the end, he says, Billy Shears. Like very, very faintly. And you have to turn the volume all the way up and you 
you hear it. Right. It sounds like he's 50 feet away from the mic. Like, you wouldn't listen to... You wouldn't hear that if you were just listening to the record. Right. Just kind as of a thing. playthrough. Yes. Strawberry Fields Forever, I believe, is a song. At the end of it, it sounds like I Buried Paul. Like, in that same mumbling, mm-hmm. distant, staticky kind of thing. One of the songs on uh, I'm the Walrus, which... Uh, what's the name of that one? Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah. Um, they're all in costumes, and they're yeah. all like with their arms up. Mm-hmm. Super and abstract. Paul is in the middle, and he's in all black, and he's in a crucifix pose. If you've ever noticed that, I own that vinyl, <laughs> and I've never noticed that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's in a crucifix in all black. Inside of that one, there is a um, no. Actually, I think it's revolver. Inside of it, there's a picture of what's supposed to be Paul McCartney, and it looks nothing like him. He has big glasses on, and his right. hair is not Paul, and a lot of people think that's the only picture of Billy that exists. Like, just bonafide Billy. Bonafide Billy. They put it in there and see if people would. Because how many people bought right. Revolver? Probably not many. Like, right. they're starting to get into their weird, like, people are like, no, I don't want to listen to that anymore, yeah. which is my favorite stage of the Beatles. Oh, but. for sure. Yeah, they're starting to get a little too progressive for us. <laughs> Revolver is like the best album. Coming of age album, for sure. Really good. So that's another big one. There's another song, if you play it backwards, um, it it sounds like the man is dead, the man is dead, ha, ha, ha. And there's another one, if you play it backwards, the intro. Um, uh, he said, well, no, that was it. That's all of them. But in I'm the Walrus, mm-hmm. doesn't he say... Like the walrus was Paul, ha yeah. ha ha, something like that. So to debunk all of them, and we'll end it. To debunk all of them, I'm not gonna go in order because I forgot what order I went in. But the Abbey Road, um, where they're walking, mm-hmm. the photographer Ian McMillan, maybe I don't know. I think that's his name. He said that he tried. They had to block off the street in Abbey right. Road in the UK. He tried to find some the owner of that car. They mm-hmm. stood for like an hour. So they can move it. Yeah. And they wouldn't move it. So t- license plate, complete coincidence. The I is actually a one okay. after they dug into it. But it still looks like 28. Right. If. Them walking, you can look up outtakes mm-hmm. of the album cover. And they're not always in that order. <laughs> right. And Paul wasn't barefooted in all of them. He took his shoes off at the end. Right. Know, maybe that just he's got sounds sweaty like a feet. super Paul thing. Yeah, maybe he's got sweaty feet. I don't know. Right. He does have a cigarette in all of them in his right hand, but... And that could have been just for angle. Right. Sergeant Pepper's the front. Paul's not always in the middle, and Paul's not always holding a black instrument, if you look at outtakes. I mean, they're they're moving all over. Sometimes they're sitting down. Right. Sometimes Paul has, like, a trombone, which mm-hmm. is brass. Same thing on the, on the inside with George pointing. Mm-hmm. He's not always pointing, and he's not always pointing there. Right. Paul's not always in the middle, again. Now... Are they, was she just made to cover it up too? Right. That's an argument, but I don't know if they would go that far into it. Right. That's just going really hard yeah. just to make sure. <laughs> the songs where you play them on backwards and stuff, I don't really like that. I don't that. believe in backmasking. I used to be obsessed with it when I was 13. Yeah. For sure. Like, Slenderman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2008, 2009 ish. Like, I remember me and my best friend at the time, we would just watch these videos, like Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Stairway to Heaven backwards. Yeah. And. 
you know, ACDC Highway to Hell backwards, yeah. and you name it, and just every that was the big thing on YouTube was backmasking. Right, I I don't really believe in it either. It, now at this point, it's a very clever thing to do. Oh, for sure. Because you almost mess up your record player playing a record mm-hmm. backwards, and that was another thing. While they thought that they hit it, all these girls were burning their Beatles albums. Yeah. And they were like smashing them mm-hmm. and all this, and that was also during the time when John Lennon said he. He was better. They were bigger than God. They're bigger right. than Jesus. All these people are doing this. After the whole Paul stuff happened, Capitol Records, like, sales went, just skyrocketed. Girls were buying two and three copies of the album just to have them. Right. Like, hey, Paul's still alive in this yep. one kind of thing. Um, that was another thing, too. Uh, and you, like, playing backwards, I just don't, I don't know. Now, the one where he says, um... Paul is dead mm-hmm. is really funny. Yeah. Because John Len- John Lennon, like they asked him about it, he says, I'm saying cranberry sauce. <laughs> and if you turn it up, it's cranberry sauce. I believe it. Yeah. Because uh, that's not out of character. No, on Strawberry Fields, too. Right. Uh, when he said Paul is the walrus, mm-hmm. apparently there was some kind of comments that John was taking all the light and this kind of thing right and you know just from all these people and he just threw that in there just for funsies like paul is the walrus like, right gotcha. and i mean i'm sure there was definitely an animosity between them all i mean any collective like that because i look at the beatles not as a band as much as i do a collective right especially in the later years you had john songs paul songs george songs ringo songs yes yeah they were just a full-on collective there towards the end so i mean of course there's like animosity like i want the spotlight i want more songs on the album that sort of thing right so i mean it's definitely feasible Right. That he died, and they were happy with it, and they replaced him with this, you know, more uh, normalized guy who's not going to have Paul's. But how do you imitate Paul McCartney's talent? Right. His stupid talking voice. Yeah. There's no way you could talk. He well, sounds. I, I don't believe it. Yeah. No. No. I'm just saying. But how how could you imitate all this stuff? And if you look at pictures afterwards of everybody, yeah. nobody's upset. Right. Like d- days after, like yeah. nobody's upset. And his Fiat actually was in a car crash, but it wasn't him driving it. It was somebody that worked under him. At the time of the car crash, it's well documented that did Paul, they die? Huh? Did they die? I don't. I think and decapitate. I don't know. Right. I, I mean, really don't know that, but his car wasn't a car crash. Right. If we work in a, you know, a media, like, news place. Yeah. In 1965, and I'm like, hey, Paul McCartney's car crashed and someone got decapitated on the inside. Put it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just going to it's gonna ignite like a wildfire. Yes. Um, another thing, too, it's documented that Paul McCartney was on vacation. Uh, forgot what country. Some obscure country like Thailand or right. something. Um, and at the time of the car crash, at the time of the car crash, he was actually in a car with Mick Jagger. Like, oh. they were hanging out. See, and I wouldn't not believe it if we said that they did crash and die, but then they made a deal with the devil to come back. <laughs> Especially Mick Jagger. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, that would not <laughs> surprise me in the least. I'm not going to get to my second theory, because uh, I feel like we've had a pretty good little podcast. We have stretched here. this one out <laughs> very far. And... If all else fails, we could just open up the se- the next episode with half of a conspiracy. There's not going to be a next episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> yep, we're done, actually. Me and Logan, we've uh, came to irreconcil- irreconcilable differences. Did I say that right? I don't I know. I've I butchered even, that word. Yeah. 
uh guys thank you again for listening and being entertained by these conspiracy at least theories. i hope you're entertained by it thank you for all the nice words and comments keep writing on our facebook wall give us suggestions and thank you every time that you listen please listen and we do appreciate it and also if you want me to get rid of logan that's still an option out there i just want to throw that out we'll put a poll on facebook keep oh logan no i don't want to do that I, yeah i don't want to do that even your mom will turn on you she already asked i know I'm the one who starts off the podcast for a reason. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great week, and thanks for listening.